Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. An Erio's original. And welcome to Web Crawlers, the podcast where we do a deep dive into some of our favorite unsolved mysteries. Each week, we will introduce our topic, lay out our research and findings, reveal some conspiracy theories, and conclude with our own hypothesis. Who knows? We might even solve the case. I'm Allie Siegel. I'm Melissa Stutton. And I'm Marie. I'm, well, I'm here, but I just... <laughs> I was going to say, I think Maria's writing an email right now, but no, you're here. Well, yeah, but I can do both. I'm I here. But I- Some people don't like to multitask. <laughs> I'm here. It's me. Okay, good. good. Okay. Webcrawlers has a Patreon, and you guys have been doing such an amazing job contributing lately. We really appreciate it. To get access to rewards, bonus episodes, shout outs, merch discounts, please go to patreon.com slash webcrawlers. I have a Sasquatch costume coming in from Amazon on June 4th. It's supposed to be arriving. You can't prime a Yeti costume. They don't have any primable. So I had to wait a little bit. That's a disgrace. A disgrace. You can donate as little as $2 a month to become one of our bimbo patrons. Also, in June, uh, it will be the end of our daily mini mini episodes and we're going to be moving to three times a week. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. If you give us a five-star review, screenshot and DM it to us, and we will shout you out. As usual, Erios has a hotline. Insert jingle here. 626-604-6262. It's really been popping off, and we've been getting tons of messages so far, so please keep them coming. Melissa, who are our... Oh, my God. 
I'm just looking at one of the the people. Do you, is it her? No, it's not her. <laughs> okay. I'm just okay. The email um, address. <laughs> um, who are our patrons? We have Major Brown, Liz and James, LS, Havila S, and Fisa. I thought it was Anfisa from 90 Day Fiance. Well, her picture it. on Patreon is Anfisa's picture. Shut up. That's so mean. We. <laughs> I thought, I was like, oh my God, Anfisa is on our Patreon, but it's the you email You died. Addresses. You get so excited. I know. Erica P., Nicole C., Alan C., Adonis O., Andy and D., Sharon L., Anna C., Sydney B., and Copper Whopper. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Y'all are the best. We appreciate you. Our main story today is we are going to be talking about Amelia Earhart. Uh, Melissa, give us the gist. So Amelia Earhart is one of the most famous pilots in the world. Other than the guy who ran into the birds. Sully. Sully. Other than Sully, yes. (laughs) She was the first woman. If someone was like named two pilots, you'd be like Amelia Amelia Earhart and Sully. Sully. Yeah. (laughs) She was the first woman to fly across the Atlantic Ocean. But on July 2nd, 1937, she and her navigator, Fred Noonan, took off from Papua New Guinea for Howland Island on their third to last leg of their trip around the world. But they vanished. Did they crash into the ocean? Did they land on a different island? Were they kidnapped? Was Amelia a spy? Let's Let's get get into it. it. into yesterday at aviation's leading lady, Miss Amelia Earhart. Earhart disappeared in July of 1937, and ever since, theory after theory of her fate has intrigued a generation. She is perhaps the most famous missing person of all time. Okay, so some background on Amelia. She was born in Atchison, Kansas in 1897. Crazy. And when she was seven years old, she built this homemade ramp Whoa. to resemble a roller coaster she had seen on a trip to St. Louis. And she attached it to the roof of her tool shed and she slid down it in a wooden box. Sick. She bruised her lip and she tore her dress. But she was so excited that she yelled to her sister, Oh, Pidge, it's just like flying. It's weird that like people in 1897 talked like movies. Oh, Pidge, it's just like it's flying. It's just like flying. <laughs> So throughout her childhood, she kept a scrapbook of newspaper clippings about successful women in predominantly male-oriented fields, including film direction and production, law and advertising, management, and mechanical engineering. So she was like a really cool, independent little girl. Yeah. And she worked as a nurse's aide during the Spanish flu pandemic of 1918, But she herself got sick and she was in the hospital for a month and she had this like crazy sinus infection, which caused her to have headaches for a year. So she moved in with her sister while she's trying to get better and she passed the time by studying mechanical engineering and playing the banjo. Honestly, so sick. I know, right? So she had chronic sinusitis significantly throughout her life and it affected flying later in life and sometimes even on the airfield she was forced to wear a bandage on her cheek to cover a small drainage tube ew which is crazy because the pre-antibiotic days were nuts nuts. like what did we do before antibiotics that's just crazy oh my god so after she recovered 
she visited an airfield with her father and she got to ride in a plane. And after that flight, she was like, that's it. I want to become a pilot. That's the coolest thing ever. Oh, Pidge, it feels like flying. Oh, Pidge, it's just like (laughs) flying, see? It's like flying, see? So she took she took flying lessons, and in order to fit in with the other pilots, she bought a leather jacket. Sick. That, but she slept in it for three days, oh, so it looked worn. Mm-hmm. And then she cut her hair short to fit in with the style of all the f- other female pilots. And that's why I did it. Yeah, <laughs> to fit in with the female pilots. Yeah, <laughs> your haircut. It's just like a <laughs> flying pilot, see. <laughs> <laughs> the Amelia Earhart. I was taking the Amelia Earhart challenge. Yeah, Amelia Earhart challenge. <laughs> it's just cutting your hair short. It's nothing to do with flying. I got the haircut. You see, <laughs> haircut. See, you guys have lost it. I know. Anyways, so on on May fifteenth, nineteen twenty three. Amelia became the 16th woman in the United States to be issued a pilot's license. Oh, wow. And then at or 1928, at age 31, she became the first female passenger to fly across the Atlantic. Wow. Which, like, you know, catapulted her into being a celebrity. And she accepted... I'm famous now, Pidge. Look at me. Look at me, Pidge. I'm famous, see? <laughs> So she accepted a position as associate editor at Cosmo magazine. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, so she used that forum as an opportunity to com- to campaign for greater public acceptance of aviation, especially focusing on the role of the women entering the field of flying. So that's cool. Yeah. And in 1932, she became the first woman to make a nonstop solo transatlantic flight. And she was also a member of the National Women's Party, and she was an early supporter of the Equal Rights Amendment. Good for her. And she wrote best-selling books about her flying experiences, and she was instrumental in the formation of the 99s, an organization for female pilots. Wow. So she was cool as hell. Yeah, I'd say so. Amelia was hanging out with publisher George Putnam a lot. He was obsessed with her and proposed to her six times before she finally agreed to marry him. Amelia referred to her marriage as a partnership with dual control. She wrote a letter to George on her wedding day that said, I want you to understand I shall not hold you to any medieval code of faithfulness to me, nor shall I consider myself bound to you similarly. I may have to keep some place where I can go to be myself. Now and then, for I cannot guarantee to endure at all times the confinement of even an attractive cage. That's so tight. Yeah. I'm like, I want to say that. That's like exactly how I feel. (laughs) Her ideas on marriage were, I'm going to DM that to someone later. Her (laughs) ideas on marriage were, we all know who. Her ideas on marriage were extremely liberal for the time. She believed in equal responsibilities for both breadwinners and kept her own name rather than being referred to as Mrs. Putnam. When the New York Times insisted on referring to her as Mrs. Putnam, she laughed it off. Her husband was called Mr. Earhart. Yes. That's great. She became friends with Eleanor Roosevelt, Mm -hmm. which we talk about later, who obtained a student flying permit after flying with Amelia. In 1936, she started planning around the world flight. Fred Noonan, a ship captain and experienced navigator, was going to fly with her on the leg from Hawaii to Howland Island. 
Fred wanted to open a navigation school and saw his participation in flight with Amelia as a way to generate interest. Then Harry Manning would be her navigator to Australia. Then she would fly home by herself from there. In March 1937, Earhart and crew flew from Oakland, California to Honolulu. Wait, so where is she trying to go around the world? She's trying to go around the world, and this was her first attempt. Okay. In March 1937, uh, Earhart and crew flew from Oakland, California to Honolulu. Then, oh God, imagine being in Honolulu right now. Then they were going to fly to Howland Island, a small island in the Pacific. But during takeoff, the landing gear collapsed and the propeller hit the ground. The plane needed to be repaired and the flight was called off. She said her tire exploded, which was controversial. Because some people were like, oh, we think it's pilot error that she just like didn't know what she was doing. Didn't know what she was doing. But also some people think it was like they were saying it was pilot error because she was a woman. Of course. So it could have just been like, you know, the tire exploded. Sure. But some people are like, oh, she's a woman. She doesn't know what she's she's doing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So then the second attempt on June 1st, Amelia and Fred Noonan departed Miami and they made numerous stops in South America. Uh, and then they arrived at Ley, New Guinea on June 29th, 1937. So at this stage, about 22,000 miles of the journey had been completed. And there's only 7,000 miles left. So on July 2nd, 1927, the day she went missing, Amelia and Fred, they took off from Ley, Papua New Guinea at midnight. The plane had about 1,100 gallons of gas. And around 3 p.m., Earhart reported her altitude as 10,000 feet, but that they, they would reduce altitude due to thick clouds. And around 5 p.m., Earhart reported her altitude as 7,000 feet and a speed of 150 knots. And their last known position report was near the Nukumanu Islands, which was about 800 miles into the flight. Mm. So a Coast Guard ship was communicating with them to help with the landing on Howland Island. And during their approach to the island, the ship received strong and clear voice transmissions from Earhart identifying, but she was apparently unable to hear voice transmissions from the ship. So she could talk to them, but she couldn't hear anything that they were saying. Weird. So her last few radio logs, there's one at 7.30 a.m. that says, Earhart on Northwest says running out of gas, only one half hour left, can't hear us at all. We hear her and are sending on 3105, same time constantly. So this was the log that the ship reported that they heard Amelia say that she was running out of gas and that she only had a half hour of gas left and that she couldn't hear them. And then 10 minutes later says, we must be on you but cannot see you, but gas is running low, been unable to reach you by radio. We are flying at 1,000 feet. They said that what they heard was that she was still running out of gas and that she was flying at 1,000 feet, which is super low. That's really low. low. So an hour after... Her last transmission, they started searching for her. And the search lasted 17 days. They searched like everywhere and nothing was ever found. Well, in my opinion, she crashed into the water. But we also have some more web crawlers type theories. 
and we have um, a special guest. Uh, should we get into our theories? Yes. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Okay, so today we have Rebecca on uh, from our favorite podcast, which is also on the Erios Network, The Alarmist. Hello, Rebecca. How are you? Hi, I'm doing uh, very well. I'm very happy and excited to be here. Uh, the feeling is mutual. So this is a treat. <laughs> um, and you just did an episode on Amelia Earhart also, right? 
We did. We we figured out who's to blame for this tragic disappearance. Uh, so all is well in the world. But shockingly, we didn't speak about one conspiracy theory. Not one. Wow. Now, I'm very curious. Who did you decide was to blame for it all? So we sent publicity stunts to the alarmist jail. Ooh, interesting. Oh. Yes. And we did give Amelia and her navigator, Fred, the big slap. Oh, shit. So like pilot error, basically. Yes. You know, they they should have known. They should have known better. And we we spoke to a, a... an Amelia ex uh, expert. Oh wow! And she confirmed that she thinks that Amelia would have given herself a slap. Really? Oh, yes. I thought I thought that was shocking. That's interesting. <laughs> Imagine having your career being an Amelia Earhart expert, right? I, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> she's a complicated woman. Like researching her, I was like, oh my god, there's so much to her. There's so much to her. There really that, is. She's very badass. That being said, um, should we get into some theories? And then, Rebecca, you can tell us what you think of all these. I think the theories go from, like, most probable to least probable. Melissa, what's our first theory? Our first theory is just that she ran out of fuel and crashed. Mm. And that's just, like, miscalculation on her part. That's kind of the most reasonable theory yes that is definitely uh my top theory i'm willing to change my my brain is malleable today (laughs) yeah um (laughs) but that's the theory i tend to go along with it makes sense you know she only had a certain amount of fuel she definitely didn't have uh the 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 technology that nowadays we uh you know we have to find right. this very small you know the island was about a, a mile long and half a mile yeah. wide so we're talking about like a you know we we said it was like a finding a banana in the middle of the Pacific Ocean Jesus. like that's how small it is <laughs> that's yeah that it's so tiny it's a tiny island it wasn't even a, an island that was inhabited um they they had created right. they had built a runway on this island specifically for her to land right you know it wasn't really an island that was on the radar for a lot of people and you know you know i I have a lot of issues with her navigator and Mm. their styles of navigating fred problematic fred is very (laughs) problematic um you know they 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 went by celestial navigation which right that's right is like okay fine you know it's 1937 you're allowed to (laughs) not be (laughs) advanced (laughs) right yeah we didn't know anything back then it was like trial and error but I, you know the the big the big for me the big faux pas I guess not not a faux pas uh you know reason yeah, for it. death yeah uh was not so much I mean sh- they they were doing they were going by celestial navigation they were kind of following their gut it wasn't soup their their method of navigating wasn't super accurate but you know she had a, a different navigator for her. Um, first attempt right oh interesting and yes she did this guy his name was manning he was uh, a sea captain and he was very well versed in morse code now, right now uh amelia and fred did not know morse code 
Oh, shit. They didn't know Morse code. No. And this is what's crazy, ladies. Amelia. (laughs) So Manning, when they have their the first, um, when the plane goes down in Honolulu on their first attempt, he like pieces out. He's like, I'm out. I don't think I trust. Yeah, he didn't trust her. He was like, I don't like your style of flying. Yeah. And, you know, they say that it could have been that he had to, quote unquote, go back to work. But it mm-hmm. people think it was just that he didn't feel safe. And right. Yeah, I've read that he. Um, so so then they since Amelia and Fred don't know Morse code, they just um, they took out the Morse code machine in the in the airplane. Right. It was like that big antenna or something that they took out of the plane. Well, that was another thing. Yes. But there but was another the, thing the, they the took Morse- out. <laughs> They just took things out that would have been really useful. (laughs) They're like, I don't know what that is. Scrap it. (laughs) But there's other antenna thing that they took out. Oh, my God. So this Morse code, you know, they're trying. The Coast Guard is waiting for them to land on this island and they can't hear them on on their radio system. And on top of that, the expert told me that she wasn't very good at like using her radio system. She had done like a one hour course. Amelia. So this Morse code would have been really helpful to uh, communicate yes. with the Coast Guard. Yeah. Anyway, that the, that's my... I, I'm sorry, I'm getting agitated. No, but that's <laughs> important stuff. Now, you said something that really um, brought up something important for me, is you said that the, the island was like the size of a banana. <laughs> uh, yeah. Is Do you shame. guys remember... The Uh-oh. the Nanarpus Super Bowl commercial? No. For Denny's? No. Oh, my God. Okay, sorry. Nanarpus? <laughs> what is Nanarpus? It just says Nanarpus for like 15 minutes. What is a Nanarpus? It's a, it's a banana pancake. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just a banana. It's a banana dancing on top of a pancake for 15 minutes. And it just goes, Nanarpus, Nanarpus, I'm the Bananarpus. You don't remember that commercial from like the early 2000s? No, I have zero recollection of Any, a nanner. <laughs> anytime someone says banana now, all I think is the nanarpus. Wow, you're traumatized. Was it a joke? No, like a I think, practical joke. I think it was just part of their marketing and it just one of those things jingles stick in your head. Well, it didn't stick in my head, there so it didn't go. work for me. I just thought, as soon as you were like, Amelia Earhart, banana, and I was like, Nanarpus. Um, so oh, maybe we no. put that in the in the web crawlers jail. Nanarpus. The Nanarpus Denny's commercial. <laughs> Add, to the list. <laughs> Add that to the list. Another theory is that she crashed on an island and she was captured and taken prisoner by the Japanese. So this retired federal agent, a guy named Les Kinney, He was looking through the National Archives for records related to this case, and then he found a photo from the the Naval Intelligence, and this photo came out a couple, maybe it was a year ago or a couple of years ago. This is going around. I was like on Twitter. It was a photo from, I don't know what year it was, but it showed a dock, and then it showed a woman with really short hair like sitting on a dock, and there's a ship that's pulling a plane. That looks like it could have been. And it wasn't Photoshopped? This is like a real photo? No, this is a real photo. And it was from the Marshall Islands. Interesting. And apparently it was taken right after they disappeared. And then also from this island, there were some commemorative stamps that were made (laughs) that were issued in 1987 by the government of the Marshall Islands. 
And it was to observe what they thought was the 50th anniversary of the crash landing of Amelia. And so <laughs> the stamps were designed by people who like were like eyewitnesses to this crash. Whoa. And so there's a ship that's in on one of the stamps where it shows like the plane being hauled off that people really? think was Amelia Earhart's plane. We got to get ourselves one of those stamps. Wow. When did the stamps come out? The st- It was 1987. So it was 50th anniversary of what they said was the crash of Amelia Earhart. That is really bizarre. But the photo was later debunked. Oh. Melissa. Because it was shot in Palau <laughs> in 1935. Some sources, some sources say it was shot two years prior. Interesting, but it was like going around the internet. Like this is proof that Amelia was taken prisoner by the Japanese. Fascinating. That's crazy. I would have yeah. thought maybe it was Photoshop. Uh, so, so this theory is saying that she landed, crash landed. Okay, and now we're <laughs> the commemorative stamp theory. <laughs> the commemorative stamp and they theory. lived with this uh the secret until 87 when they decided to unfold it with via stamps <laughs> this is melissa's favorite theory they're the stamps are very nice they're very nice stamps but yeah the, it's the people think she was captured by the japanese and then she just died in their custody or they like or they killed they her killed her and fred they thought they were spies. I'm going to look up. Amelia Earhart commemorative. You see the photo. It's stamp. It's a woman with short hair. It's a woman with N37. <laughs> well, then there, the there it is. <laughs> there it is. What, wasn't the short haircut made popular in the 20s? Yeah. So. It was. So. <laughs> the short haircut theory doesn't hold. Yeah, <laughs> no, not really. Not, not really. <laughs> the short haircut uh, commemorative stamp theory. Okay, here's another theory. She was a spy for FDR. Uh, the World War II era movie Flight for Freedom in 1943 is about a fictional female aviator, obviously inspired by Earhart, who engages in a spying mission in the Pacific. The movie helped further a myth that FDR sent Earhart to spy on the Japanese in the Pacific. By 1949, both the United Press and the U.S. Army intelligence had concluded that this rumor was groundless. Jackie Cochran, another pioneering aviator and one of Earhart's friends, searched a bunch of files in Japan and was convinced that the Japanese were not involved in Earhart's disappearance. If I was a spy, though, I'd be like, like if if I was the U.S. and I had made someone a spy, I'd be like, no, she's not a spy. Like, I'd deny it. That's what you do with spies, right? Yeah, you can't claim a spy. You'd be like, I don't know her. Yeah, you don't. So, I mean, I think that, I one, don't know that one's kind of possible. I don't know what she's doing. Exactly. I-, I would just be like, you don't know me. She was really good friends with Eleanor Roosevelt. That's my True. next theory, Melissa. That is your next theory? Yes. What? Let's hear it. This is my favorite theory. So, Eleanor Roosevelt and Amelia Earhart were very close friends. I read this on Reddit, so we know it's true. I read it on a, on a different website, okay, too. Okay, good. So, one time they snuck <laughs> out of the White House to go to a party together. So people are believing that perhaps they were in a romantic relationship, Eleanor Roosevelt and Amelia uh, Earhart. Whoa. So, oh. right? So it's, it's um, 
one of the theories is that maybe FDR was upset about this or like the government wanted to put a kibosh on it because like they didn't want they didn't want Eleanor Roosevelt Roosevelt to be outed as a lesbian. And so they they somehow fucked up the plane um, so that when Amelia was going to do this flight, the plane would destruct or crash and sabotage they sabotaged the relationship and the flight. And killed. So basically, like the CIA uh, or whatever killed Amelia Earhart. That one seems really crazy to me. Particularly like cra- crazy, crazy good or crazy bad? Crazy bad. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking, I'm like, this seems crazy good. <laughs> I thought we were going to go for crazy good. <laughs> I'm like starting to get convinced because you remember her, her marriage when she was like, I'm not changing my last name. And like her vows to him yeah. were like, we're sorry, I'm going to be away a lot. You're going to have to deal with it. Yeah. Like she was, she was very kind of not into her husband. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she was. I mean, I, I don't put it past her. It could totally be that she's a lesbian. That's for sure. Um, yeah. Or that mm-hmm. she was um, in having an affair with a woman um, or that she was bisexual, whatever it was. Right. Uh, because the her uh, because of her terms to uh, Putnam JP right yeah and I, I believe she openly had a few affairs while she was married to him Ooh. yes um, so she I did. don't put it past her and I mean Eleanor Roosevelt like I, she was a, a, a great mind yes like, that's very attractive forward so thinker yeah yeah was she the one who said do one thing every day that scares you oh I don't know. But it's if she did, or did that's I just good. make that up? <laughs> did I just make that up? <laughs> no, that was a Melissa. Is that my quote? Yeah, that was a Melissa Stetton quote. <laughs> Is that a Melissa quote? Is <laughs> she the one who said maybe it's Maybelline? <laughs> yeah. No, she said she she has some good quotes though. No one can make you feel inferior without your consent. That's a good one. Another one. Ooh, that's a good one. A woman is like a tea bag. You never know how strong it is until it's in hot water. <gasps> Good oh, quote, yeah. Oh, I she that. she did say the do one thing every day that scares you. Okay, great. That's what. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're they a, probably they could have had a lot in common. I, I'm sure they that did, like, yeah. sparks could have flown between them for um, sure. Or they could have just been friends. Who knows? What I find difficult about that theory is that the CIA <laughs> wasn't formed until like the 50s or 60s. No, it was uh, the the plane, I don't know. I'm just the fact that they dates. did quote unquote <laughs> did something to the plane. She, you know, she still had like they heard her her radio frequency right 20 hours after she took flight. So this thing that they did to the plane didn't go off (laughs) (laughs) they put a tiny hole in the gas tank it was just a little drip of gas so she had just a little 30 gallons less than she thought she did (laughs) yeah they've messed with the gas things whatever gauges i like i like the eleanor roosevelt amelia Earhart bumping uglies theory (laughs) it's a fun theory yeah I, i like it too okay here's another theory she lived in New Jersey with a new identity of Irene Bolum. Mm-hmm. In November 2006, National Geographic, a fantastic paper, aired an episode of the Undiscovered History series about a claim that Earhart survived the world flight, 
moved to Jersey, changed her name, remarried, and became Irene Cragmile Bolum. That's that's like a she picked a horrible place to live and a horrible new name. (laughs) Yes, that's already two strikes against. Yeah, but go on. This claim had originally been raised in the book Amelia Earhart Lives, nineteen seventy, by author Joe Class, based on the research of Major Joseph Gervais. Irene Bolum, who had been a banker in New York during the nineteen forties denied being Earhart, filed a lawsuit requesting $1.5 million in damages and submitted a lengthy affidavit Affidavit. in which she rebuted the claims. The book's publisher took the book off the market shortly after it was released, and they reached an out-of-court settlement with Irene. Subsequently, Bolam's personal life history was documented by researchers, eliminating any possibility that she was Earhart. Uh, A criminal forensic expert hired by National Geographic studied photographs of both women and cited many measurable facial differences between Earhart and Bolum. So this is like a theory that's like debunked. Yeah, she straight up said, it's not me, people. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's what you would say if you changed your identity. That's But apparently they looked a lot alike. And this was like someone wrote about this, and and it just kind of people globbed onto it. Um. So so we're it, it, with this theory. We're saying that she was sick of her life, <laughs> and the only way to you know continue a, a life that she wanted to do was to pretend to be someone else and to do this, you know, crash. And who helped her after she crashed, or did she fly straight to New Jersey? <laughs> she flew straight to Newark. Landed at Teterboro. Teterboro How Airport. How did she get to New Jersey? Is my question. Let's, we're scrapping you know. this one. I don't like this. I don't like this one. We're scrapping it. There is another theory that I do like. Okay. That she landed on a different island and she lived as a castaway for a while and then just died. Love it. So there's another <laughs> island. I believe it's the Gardner Islands. It's was now named Nikumaroro okay. in the Kiribati's. And she lived, apparently they crashed and they, she, they just lived out the rest of her lives because they found bones in 1940 and they analyzed them in Fiji. Some scientists are like, yeah, it could for sure be her or it could be the bones of like a man between the ages of 45 and 55, which could have been Fred yeah true that is true they found artifacts like what that could be related to amelia they found an empty jar of this freckle cream that she liked and a piece of plexiglass that was similar to what was used on her lockheed electra airplane interesting the freckle cream to me is the the best evidence i've heard you ladies 100%. yeah <laughs> yeah so some they're like anthropologists were measuring the bones and some of them were like oh yeah these totally could be her bones because they're consistent with like her height and her weight and her size but then some people say like a giant coconut crab probably ate them or like ate the remains because coconut crabs eat bones apparently excuse you have you seen a coconut crab no. they're like three feet they're insane <laughs> what because they're like well where are the rest of the bones if there's only right. a few bones Ew, I hate it. Oh, my God. I know. They're gross. Wait, I need to see Google it. Google it. Google image coconut crab. Oh, my God. Wow. It- <laughs> <laughs> gross. 
If you I mean cool. They're giant. It's like a lobster mix. Yeah. Like yeah. Scary- There's like a lot of articles. Did coconut crabs eat Amelia Earhart? <laughs> I'm telling you guys. I look, I don't hate that theory. I don't yeah. hate that one. Cause, yeah, because there's a lot of little islands around that area that she could have easily landed at. And to me, logically, if you're running out of fuel and you don't, you know, it's not the right island, but you're like, at that point, any island is better. You're like, fuck it, yeah. Than, you know, crashing. And this island was, I believe it was right before Howland Island. So it was kind of on the way. So it would have made sense. It was nearby. Okay, that. And, and, you know, they, they probably would have died because they didn't have water. I mean, eventually they're yes. going to die of no food and water. This coconut crab that I'm looking at is like <laughs> bigger than my dog. It's the size, of, yeah. it's oh, the size yeah. of a golden retriever puppy. Yes, they're huge. We, I mean, it looks like something from Starship Troopers. Like we have to put yes. a picture. This is that could eat a per, that could eat a person. At least I mean, for sure, like a. A, a body of a person it would just eat it right up okay some other ones which are probably less uh likely abducted by aliens that sucked up her in her airplane <laughs> i it wouldn't be a web crawlers episode <laughs> um two glitched into another dimension that that somewhere okay. somewhere there's another dimension where amelia Amelia did land her airplane and everything went smoothly and according to plan and she's still living her life. (laughs) Because we literally just talked to John Tenney. We did a whole episode about another dimensions and glitching into other dimensions. That's why she disappeared and they can't find anything. She just blipped into another dimension. She blipped into another dimension. Like, okay, if she had disappeared (laughs) in the middle of Times Square... And no one found anything, I would be like, ooh, another dementia. That sounds plausible. <laughs> but like, she's disappearing in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Like, Fair. of course. In an airplane that was running out of fuel. <laughs> of course, they're not going to find anything. Okay, it's fine. It's not a huge mystery. <laughs> but. The al- I mean, if if I had to choose between the two of them, the alien one, look, I'm not against other dimensions. Okay, that's a good stance to take. (laughs) I'm not. But for this, I'm not feeling I'm not feeling strong evidence. Okay, uh, for there's just a lot of evidence that she didn't get blipped into another dimension. Like there's a lot of things that could go wrong. And I guess blipping into another dimension is very low on the list. Yeah, not Amelia Blippart. Um, do you think she could be living inside the body of a whale? Because <laughs> that's another theory on Reddit. Look, I guess whales live a long time, right? Yeah. Whales live a long time. They're very big. It's like the size of like a two bedroom apartment inside of she a whale. She could be living inside a whale. She would be 123 living inside of a whale right now. That's good for her. But I guess blubber <laughs> is good for your skin, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. There we go. Uh, so she'd look great. So that's the one you're going with? That uh, <laughs> of the three of the aliens, dimen- other dimension, and the whale. <laughs> I mean, there are a lot of whales in, in the ocean. True. A lot. So... <laughs> I, I think I, I think a whale before an alien. I'm gonna. Okay. I have to go with a whale before an alien. Got it. 
What's this brain brain fog? What's this Bermuda fog thing? Okay, do you remember during our Bermuda episode, we talked about a thing called electronic fog? I do remember that. Which is created in these horizontal tunnels that form between thunderstorm cells. Okay. So they're usually, they're like two miles high and they last for about five minutes. It's like this weird, it's like a giant wind tunnel thing. Okay. And so they collapse and they emit this puff of fog that can last for hours after storms dissipate. And the fog can drift all the way down to earth and then it can lift the fog to higher altitudes. So if a plane flies through this fog, it attaches to the aircraft and then like it throws it into the sea. Okay. It's this thing that like happened over Bermuda. Okay. That people think happened to these planes. It's like this weird wind tunnel of air that can fascinating drag a plane. That's interesting. Okay. So that that would so so if it happened in they're saying if it happened in Bermuda, why couldn't it happen in other places? I mean, it's on the other side of the globe, right? But <laughs> <laughs> sure. But were there thunder? What was the weather like when she was flying? There were clouds. That that was a big problem because they were doing celestial navigation. If if you can't see the stars, right? Uh, you can't see the uh, you know the moon and the the sun. Then right, uh, that hinders your navigation skills. So yeah. not great. It could, I mean, some crazy fog. I wouldn't put it past it. Yeah, maybe. So far, we've got the fog. We've got the uh, the Nicomororo, Nicomororo Island. Nicom- yeah. yeah, yes. Well, the crash and crash and yeah and disappear. I think she crashed into that Gardner Island and was eaten by giant crabs. Yes, I, that feels the most likely to me. And only her freckle honestly. cream was left. Her freckle cream right. was found. Although she could have crashed nearby and the freckle cream could have washed. It could have washed up. up on yeah. shore. Um, Rebecca, what's your final consensus? What do you think it was? <laughs> well, you know, I really think that she crashed and end of story. But <laughs> into the ocean. Into the ocean. But uh, I have to say that you have kind of opened up my mind to the possibility yes yes Yes. of a whale no just kidding (laughs) (laughs) of her actually landing somewhere interesting crashing and and dying um just being a castaway the castaway fear castaway theory okay castaway theory it's an option it's an option. Perfect. Now, if people want to hear like the straight up facts, what happened, because we're going to go over them a little bit, but you know, we love our theories. Uh, where can people listen to The Alarmist? Well, you can listen to The Alarmist on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. And we'll be doing an episode only on Amelia Earhart and her uh, background and the what went wrong during the actual trip. Perfect. We don't talk about the theories, <laughs> so stick to the web crawlers for all the theories. And you have a Millie Earhart expert on. Yes, you guys have, really an you, have an expert. You have an expert. This episode just has me and Melissa talking about <laughs> Amelia Earhart living inside the belly of a whale. So if you yes. want to hear about insider stuff, head over to The Alarmist. Uh, Rebecca, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. It is such a pleasure. I love you. I love I you love guys you. too. <laughs> have a, I, I love I you too. I'm in love with you. <laughs> I, I love you. Uh, have a good rest of the day. You too. Bye. Bye.
All right. So those are our theories for the day. Um, Melissa, if people have our own th- their own theories or want to contact us or anything, um, where can they reach us? You guys can send us an email at webcrawlerspod at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter or Instagram or Reddit or Facebook. And uh, if in the future you want episodes uh, five days a week instead of three, and if you want to see me in my Sasquatch costume reading uh, Bigfoot erotica and also doing my (laughs) alley time video, please uh, donate to our Patreon, patreon.com slash webcrawlers. I'm Allie Siegel. I'm Melissa Stettin. And I'm Maria, producer. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.